Genetically modified pig kidneys were recently attached to the circulation of several brain-dead humans, and a life-supporting pig-to-human heart transplantation was performed. These cases provide clues about xenotransplantation's potential, as well as its public health risks and its financial implications. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Richard Pearson, Scientific Director of the Massachusetts General Hospital Center for Transplantation Science and a Professor of Surgery at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Pearson has written a perspective article about pig-to-human xenotransplantation. Dr. Pearson, why is there interest in xenotransplantation at all? And for how long have investigators been exploring it as an option? Xenotransplantation is perhaps the best available way to address the shortage of human organs available for transplantation. Transplantation is the best treatment we have for many different forms of end-stage organ failure, and the limitation in its availability means that many people are doomed to long times on the waiting list or death without the possibility of receiving a life-saving organ transplant. We've turned to pigs as the best choice among available species to address this shortage. So in fact, in your perspective article, you write that the organs of non-human primates have exhibited life-supporting function in human recipients, kidneys, livers, heart transplants. So how did we end up with pigs as the donor species of choice? When I started in this field in the 1980s, we were very optimistic that non-human primate organs could indeed be used to save human lives. But other scientists who were working in the field of virology discovered that there are viruses that lurk within the human genome and in the genomes of non-human primates and indeed also of pigs called endogenous retroviruses. Those endogenous retroviruses can, under certain circumstances, escape from their hiding place within the genome of the individual. And if the species are closely related, in particular, those viruses can cause a productive infection, meaning that the virus can get into the cell of the other species. In this case, this would be a non-human primate virus getting into a person and conceivably could cause a pandemic infection. Many people believe that the HIV virus in that fashion found its way out of non-human primates and into the human population. And I don't need to tell you what the consequences of that have been for mankind. So the FDA in the 1990s imposed a moratorium on xenotransplantation specifically to assure that if xenotransplantation went forward, it was done with this potential risk in mind and only if it could be done safely. And so we come to pigs. What happened in these recent cases of transplantation of pig organs into humans? It was quite remarkable. In three cases, two at NYU and one in Alabama, organs from pigs that were genetically modified in two cases quite minimally, and in one case with 10 different genetic modifications, those kidneys were attached to the circulation of humans whose brains had died. They were no longer legally alive. And those kidneys were tested to see if they were able to accomplish what kidneys are supposed to do, clearing toxins and poisons from the blood of the patient and making urine. Those are the things that they were able to measure in these cases. That really got the world's attention when these clinical experiments were undertaken. So what do you see as the next steps for xenotransplantation research? So some research logically will continue to go on in preclinical models, not using the organs from these genetically modified pigs in non-human primates as the recipient, the best model we have for transplantation of pig organs into people. Other questions can best be answered by asking brave patients and 
well-informed and supported investigators to do additional trials of organ xenotransplants in living humans. It would be my best suggestion. What do you see as the biggest risks or challenges associated with sourcing animals for xenotransplantation and then performing these types of procedures? And are there ways to mitigate those risks? Among the risks that we worry most about are the potential for a pig organ to transmit an infection into a potential recipient or to cause illness in that recipient, particularly if the organ is damaged and begins to fail. The concern about infection is a legitimate one, but much of the evidence we've been able to accumulate in test tube research and in our preclinical models, as well as in many examples of pig tissues transplanted into humans, would suggest that the pig endogenous retrovirus is weak in its ability to communicate itself from pig cells into human cells particularly. And only under very particular circumstances does that happen. So one of the very encouraging developments in the field has been the ability to genetically edit pigs to remove the endogenous retrovirus, or at least its risk of transmitting itself outside of the pig cell productively, which would be the first step in causing an infection. With those genetic edits, the risk of endogenous retrovirus from the pig is essentially gone. On the other hand, that genetic modification may not be necessary for safe transplantation, either by picking pigs that naturally have low risk of the endogenous retrovirus uh, escaping from the pig. And more practically, we have tools to surveil so that any person who's received a transplant from a pig, we can look and see in their blood if there's any evidence of the PERV having been released. And if that were to happen, there are drugs developed to treat HIV, which probably, well, which we have very good evidence, would suppress the replication ability of an endogenous retrovirus. So that risk of endogenous retrovirus, we think, is quite small. Other viruses or other diseases probably can be safely excluded and certifiably excluded from the pig organ donor, and thereby any risk of other infections, donor-transmitted infections, can be reduced. The risks associated with an organ performing, uh, beginning to be damaged by the recipient's immune system, in that circumstance, in the preclinical models, we see phenomena that we term thrombotic microangiopathy or consumptive coagulopathy. In those circumstances, if, for example, a kidney recipient, one could conceive of removing the kidney and returning the patient to dialysis. A heart recipient in whom that phenomenon occurred likely would die as a consequence of that phenomenon. So, those risks are the ones that I foresee if we proceed with pig-to-human transplants, and we just need to think through how we're going to respond if those things happen. Finally, how do you think xenotransplantation will fit into larger discussions of transplantation ethics, and how could it affect the public view of organ transplantation in general? The ethical issues associated with xenotransplantation are many, but they are, in my view, manageable. One can conceive of a world where the access to a pig organ is competing in an individual case for access to an allograft, a graft from another human being. I expect that xenotransplantation will emerge as an alternative that is considered in the case of each person who is presenting with end-stage organ failure. For some patients, access to a timely xenograft may turn out to be a preferred option because of the risks associated with waiting for the right human organ or because of particular characteristics of the recipient. 
but I think that allotransplantation may always be a preferred route for those people for whom an allograft can be available. Xenografts pose ethical issues that allografts do not. In particular, until we know more about the potential infectious risks, we can't be sure that a transplant from a pig to a person doesn't pose a significant risk to both that recipient's close contacts, but also conceivably to the general population of causing an endogenous retrovirus infection or an infection with some organism that we simply don't know about until it presents itself in this context. So those kinds of ethical risks and societal considerations need to be publicly aired and considered by investigators, by patients, by their families, and by society at large before we proceed in a general way to use xenografts to potentially save human lives. In the meantime, very carefully controlled pilot experiments or limited clinical trials certainly seem to me to be appropriate as a way to explore in a scientifically sound and ethically justified way the potential of pig organ xenografts as potential life-saving approach in medicine. Thank you, Dr. Pearson.